Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Have you noticed that when it comes to vaccines, things keep changing? First, we were told they couldn't find 20 million of the vaccines. They were missing. Then we were told there weren't enough. Then we're told Biden's going to do 100 million shots in 100 days. Now we're told there's a third vaccine, a third vaccine, and so by the end of May, everybody will be vaccinated. It's amazing. This is what we call propaganda. Biden's trying to get in front of the science, in front of of the private sector, in front of what's already taking place. It's taken off like a rocket. Johnson & Johnson has a new vaccine. Now we have three, Biden says. Can you believe that, ladies and gentlemen? In six weeks since Biden was inaugurated, we now have a third vaccine. That's amazing. That's the fastest ever. That's like warp, 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 warp speed. Obviously, it was in development over the past year. Biden had absolutely nothing to do with it. Oh, did you also hear that Merck is willing to work with Johnson & Johnson, allowing them to use two of their facilities so they can produce more of the vaccines faster? How did that happen? Biden says he did it. I'm told Biden had nothing to do with it. That's what I'm told. I dug into this a little bit today. They had nothing to do with it. That Johnson and Johnson contacted some of the companies and Merck raised its hand. Now Biden says everybody's going to be vaccinated by the end of May. Wow. 
Unbelievable. We're going to need to thank him very, very much. Biden keeps saying there weren't enough vaccine units produced by Trump. Now, let me explain something, folks, since you're not going to hear this anywhere else in the lib media. They're just corrupt. Donald Trump bought hundreds of millions of vaccine shots from seven different companies. Because we had no idea which would come up with a vaccine and which would come up with an effective vaccine. So the Trump administration, across the board, purchased millions and millions, tens of millions of vaccines, units of vaccines, from seven different companies. Seven different companies. Early on in the process, what else did they do? They helped capitalize these companies with our subsidies so they wouldn't have to worry about so much the cost effects in order to move them along as quickly as possible. So they were in part capitalized by you and me under the Trump administration. What else did he do? Well, they were getting early information and monitoring what these companies were doing. So among other things, they knew, as a matter of fact, the Pfizer vaccine would require really extraordinary efforts to store it and distribute it because it requires a temperature of about 70 degrees below zero. Well, that doesn't just happen. Even most freezer trucks and freezer cars on trains aren't 70 degrees below zero. So these vaccines have to be packed a certain way. Tens of millions of them. Not so simple. And even the other vaccine requires 32 degrees below zero. So these are things the Trump administration, the President of the United States at the time, had to overcome. They didn't know that Pfizer would be the first one out of the box. But who knew? And Pfizer didn't know if it could produce so many units. Pfizer's an international company. It also has assembly lines all over the world. It's producing units everywhere. But in steps Joe Biden. Because his chief of staff, Ron Klain, apparently is running the country. That's the word. This lobbyist, this dark money guy, this slime ball, apparently is running our country. So here's Biden today, reading from a teleprompter, cut 22, go. Among the things I learned when I came in office was that Johnson & Johnson was behind in manufacturing and production. So you see, these companies and these heroes that are working, day and night, whose names are unknown, who are not going to get credit for anything, right out of his mouth, Biden must degrade what's going on in order to promote himself. Haven't you met people like this? Haven't you met people like this? They need to put down other people in order to promote themselves. We've all met people like this. They're diabolical. So here we have a company that's been plowing away as the others have, plowing away as the others have. They've been successful. And now he says, you know, I came into office, I realized they were behind. Behind? 
Five years, it's behind. They weren't behind. There wasn't any specific schedule. They were working as fast as they could. Go ahead. Well, we had, we had the potential of another highly effective vaccine to accompany the two existing vaccines. It simply wasn't coming fast enough. So in comes Biden and his team, you know. They just get there. Where's the men's room? Where's the ladies' room? Uh, where's the cafe? I'd like a hamburger, you know. Not the genius of the private sector. Not the genius of the private sector. No, it was the radical left-wing crackpots, a relative handful of them, who Biden surrounded himself with. They did it. We would like their names. Exactly which staffers did what? Exactly which officials did what in the Biden administration that he brought in with him? I want to know. Who were they? What are their names? They going to make themselves available at a press conference? Of course not. Biden is a propagandist. That's what he is. That's it. Go ahead. So my team, uh, my team has been hard at work to accelerate. Who did what? Who did what with whom? Your team. Who the hell's on your team? I dare not ask him. He doesn't even remember Sheila Jackson Lee's number name. Go ahead. As uh, I've always said, this is a wartime effort. And every action has been on the table, including putting together breakthrough approaches. There are no bre- You haven't put together a damn thing, you damn fool. You are, you are a pathetic, unbelievable, pathetic clown. Hey, Jeremy uh, Peters over there at the New York Slimes, can you tell us exactly who and what took place? His team, what did they do? Philip Bump over at the Washington Compost, can you tell us? No? You can't tell us? How about Jim Shuto over there at CNN, can he tell us? Andrew Mitchell, MSNBC, can you tell us? What exactly and who exactly did what? Go ahead. Today, we're announcing a major step forward. Two of the largest healthcare and pharmaceutical companies in the world that are usually competitors are working together on the vaccine. Johnson- They're not working together on the vaccine. Johnson & Johnson developed the vaccine, and Merck has agreed to open two of its facilities to allow uh, the production of that vaccine in addition to Johnson & Johnson so they can create more. Go ahead. Johnson and Merck will work together to expand the production of Johnson & Johnson's vaccine. This is the type of collaboration between companies we saw in World War II. We also invoked the Defense Production Act to equip two Merck facilities to the standards necessary to safely manufacture the J&J vaccine. That's been done the whole time. Trump did it over 50 times. It doesn't take a lot of work to sign a document. And let me tell you, it's not like he's ordering the companies around. I guarantee you, Merck said, we need you to sign that act. We need you to sign that act. And we need you to sign that act so we can move capital, so we have a justification for moving capital to do exactly this. That's how that works. It's not like the government sits around and says, hey, you have two factories. Now we're directing you. We're nationalizing them. That's not how that works. 
This has nothing to do with World War II, ramping up and that sort of thing. The ramp up already occurred. It's called Operation Warp Speed. Go ahead. And with the urging and assistance of my administration, Johnson & Johnson is also taking additional new actions to safely accelerate vaccines. So the urging and assistance of his administration. Jeremy Peters of the New York Times, what does that mean? Why is he not specific about anything? At the urging and the assistance of his administration. What did the Biden administration do exactly to get Johnson & Johnson to manufacture faster? How absurd is this? Go ahead. Johnson & Johnson's vaccine manufacturing facilities will now begin to operate 24-7. They didn't need you to tell them that. Folks, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was just approved one week ago. They've been working on it since the Trump administration and Operation Warp Speed. The Trump administration had already bought a ton of their vaccines even before they produced one. They already had a plan for distribution. A plan for distribution. Once they figured out they got their emergency approval, they ramp up. That's what they do. You don't ramp up before you get approval. They ramped up, and they're producing 24-7. Biden had nothing to do with that. They're all doing this. He's taking bows. He's curtsying. He's trying to take credit for the hard work of the men and women in the white robes who are working in these labs. In the white jackets, the scientists, he's trying to take credit for their work. Go ahead. In addition, we'll continue to use the Defense Production Act to expedite critical materials in vaccine production, such as equipment, machinery, and supplies. I've also asked the Department of Defense to provide daily logistical support. The Department of Defense was brought into this months and months and months ago as a crucial uh, part of the operation to distribute the vaccines long before Joe Biden showed up. He hasn't done anything. Prove me wrong, media. Prove me wrong. By the way, this is the 50th anniversary of the bombing attack by the Radical Marxist organization, the Weather Underground, on the Capitol building. Did you know that, Mr. Reducer? They actually blew up a room in the Capitol building. Now, I could be short on memory here. I could be having a Biden. And maybe I'll coin that phrase now. I could be having a Biden. But I don't remember for months and months afterwards the National Guard surrounding the Capitol building with a razor fence like it's the Berlin Wall. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. And I remember when the, when the radical Puerto Rican separatist group in the 1970s attacked the Capitol building too. Do you remember that, ladies and gentlemen? Yes, the FALN. I remember when the FALN attacked the cops and others and Clinton and Obama together basically gave them all pardons and clemency. Remember all that? 50th anniversary of the attack by the Weather Underground on the Capitol building. And many of its members are now professors of the Weather Underground. You may have heard of Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn, huh? You heard of them? Obama's best friends? I'll be right back. 
Mark Levin. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. So to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these very things, and it teaches them still today. We can all study these things, all with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient and Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. Friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. The Democrats on Capitol Hill today with their favorite FBI director, well, their second favorite FBI director in front of them. Let's stop pretending that the threat of Antifa is equivalent to the white supremacist threat. Don't you find this bizarre, ladies and gentlemen? Don't you find this bizarre? That you're supposed to pick and choose between threats? Cut to go. For the first time ever, We have failed to have a peaceful transfer of power, and many are questioning the legitimacy of the current administration. Well, first of all, you're a pathological and buffoonish liar. You spent years, years, trying to undermine the 2016 election, and you guys undermined the 2020 election in at least four states by violating Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2 of the Federal Constitution. And by the time I'm done doing this program, people are going to have that section memorized. Go ahead. The fact that this divisive political force is hateful and violent challenges all of us to redouble our efforts. I join my Republican colleagues unequivocally in condemning left-wing violence, but let's stop pretending that the threat of Antifa is equivalent to the white supremacist threat. Well, let me ask this question. Since the death threats I've gotten have always been from white supremacists and neo-Nazis, let's ask this question. What's been the problem in Minneapolis? What's been the problem in Philadelphia? What's been the problem in New York? Which groups have been the problem? Just curious. I'll be right back. Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. So to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these very things. And it teaches them still today. We can all study these things, all with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient and Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. 
Friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. I want you to listen to the governor of Texas. The governor of Mississippi has followed suit. Other governors are too. I want you to listen to what he has to say. And then I want you to ask yourselves, why is he doing this? Cut 10, go. So today... I'm issuing a new executive order that rescinds most of the earlier executive orders. Effective next Wednesday, all businesses of any type are allowed to open 100%. That includes any type of entity in Texas. Also, I am ending the statewide mask mandate. Anybody know why Governor Abbott is doing this? It's because he and his experts are looking at the science and they're looking at the data. And what the science and the data are showing them is what the science and the data showed an expert at Johns Hopkins who gets very little attention. And that is that it appears in this country we're going to have herd immunity by sometime in mid to late April. The combination of people having gotten the virus, the combination of people unlikely to be negatively affected by the virus, little kids and so forth, or younger people, and the combination of the various vaccines. Same with the governor of Mississippi and the governor of Florida, who was on Life, Liberty, and Levin on Sunday. He's been way ahead of everybody. And he saw this too. What they're not going to do is follow Biden. What they're not going to do is follow Fauci. Fauci has created massive, cataclysmic economic and health dislocations and maladies in this country. History, history, a hundred years from now, will be treating him like some kind of a quack. Not today, because we don't see things clearly today. The people who write, write with poison pens. But these governors are looking at the data. They're looking at the data in their own states. And they've reached the conclusion that these lockdowns, these partial lockdowns, all these mandates and so forth are now really the exercise of raw fascistic power without any scientific cause. We played for you last night a gentleman by the name of Congressman Donalds. Very impressive young man. And he comes out, he speaks with other freshmen, and he says, look, I forgot my mask, I left it in my office. That said, I had this virus. 
I have the antibodies. I can't get it. I can't give it. So to come out here and wear a mask would be fake. Just like the president, the vice president, the speaker of the house wearing masks, they all got vaccinated. They can't get it. They can't give it. But they're all wearing masks. Fake. Fake. And that's true. Governor Abbott, the governor of Mississippi, before them, the governor of Florida. These people want what's best for the people that they represent, the citizens of their state. They're closer to them than Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci is not out there meeting anybody. And so the corner's being turned. Biden's trying to get in front of it with his propaganda, which is so outrageous and dishonest. The media will not give Donald Trump and his staff and his administration credit for any of this, and yet they're responsible for all of it. All of it. Pretty incredible, don't you think? All right, I want to move on. There's just so much to get to here. I made a note to myself. What do Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, the Muppets, Dr. Seuss, and Curious George have in common? They've all been banned in part or a whole as racist. Racist. Or sexist. We're living in a world of absolute insanity, where the biggest crackpots on the hardcore left get to dictate for the rest of us what we can do, what we can say, how we can live, how our children are going to look in the mirror. The insanity is beyond belief. There's nothing wrong with Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Nothing. Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. They don't even have a piece for genitalia, do they, Mr. Producer? But if there are people out there who are offended by it, go to hell. I could care less if you're offended by it. Why do I care? If that offends you, you're screwed up. The Muppets. Dr. Seuss, for God's sakes. Curious George. All wholesome, wholesome kids' books. Kids' toys, a kids' show that teach your children good things. If you see racism or sexism in any of that, that's because you have a screw loose, because you're a nut. That's why. And because the nuts now control so many aspects of this culture and society, they spread their idiocy far and wide. I would strongly encourage you to go out and get of Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. I would strongly encourage you to watch the Muppets. I would strongly encourage you to get the Dr. Seuss books and the Curious George books. This is part of Americana, not part of a racist, sexist society. You know, Barry Goldwater once said that if the government has the power to regulate little things, it has the power to re- regulate everything. But this isn't even the government. 
well, in some cases it is, school districts and so forth. But it's corporatists, corporatists, who buckle. Let me tell you a little secret. These boardrooms are filled with liberals and leftists. They are filled with liberals and leftists. I know, I've had to deal with some of them. They are frightened. They are cowards. They haven't actually created anything or built anything. And yet they sit on these boards. As their companies are going to hell, they pay themselves very nicely. This offends them, right? Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head, the Muppets, Dr. Seuss and Curious George. And yet, they're not offended by concentration camps in China. Them they'll do business with. That's all right. They're only slaughtering Christians and Muslims and God knows what else. That's okay. That doesn't offend them. The Islamo-Nazi regime in Iran, where Joe Biden's making nice, that doesn't offend them. No, that doesn't offend them. This offends them. So while we're focused on Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head and the Muppets and Dr. Seuss and Curious George, let me tell you what else we're not focused on. The massive increase in murder in our inner cities. The massive increase on black-on-black murder in our inner cities. Instead, what are we supposed to do? Start banning books. You see, then we'll feel better. Ban the books, but undermine the cops. This is the hellish existence that the left is creating for us. The hellish existence. The left should have no say over our children ever again for what they've put them through in the last year. It's the left who's kept your kids out of the classroom. It's the left who pushed your kids one grade behind. It's the left who's caused mothers and fathers to have to give up their jobs in order to take care of their kids. It's the left that keeps increasing your property taxes to pay for the salaries, pensions, and medical benefits of people who aren't working. Oh, and it's going to get worse because Joe Biden's there, man. He's signing away. And I'm convinced his chief of staff is running this country. He's to be held accountable. You know what? My wife and I talk about this. What kind of a wife? Ready for this, media? Ready for this? What kind of a wife can Dr. Jill Biden possibly be? She knows better than anybody that her husband is simply not capable of being president of the United States. She knew before he ran, she knew when he was running, and she knows right now. What kind of a wife does that? He gets up and he humiliates himself. Oh, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? I've lost my place. Because he can't remember the name of one or two congresspeople. What am I doing here? I lost my place. He's trying to say over half a million people have died from the coronavirus. He needs his card. Where's my card? I don't remember the number. His vice president's making all the calls, or most of them, the heads of state. The greatest country on the face of the earth. An enormously powerful office. And this is what we have. This is what we have. And the media know it, and the media want it. It's disgusting. Levin for Hillsdale.com. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. 
Are you worried about America's future? Times of trouble are full of reasons to despair. But those who built and have preserved our country didn't despair. So to do our part, we need to draw on the books, the history, and the ideas that gave our forefathers and mothers strength and inspiration. Hillsdale College was founded in 1844 to teach these very things, and it teaches them still today. We can all study these things, all with Hillsdale College professors right in our homes. Through Hillsdale's free online courses, we can study the history of our civilization, the wisdom of ancient and Judeo-Christian philosophers, and the writings of Shakespeare and Mark Twain. We can reacquaint ourselves with our Constitution. We can learn how the Constitution has been undermined, and more importantly, how it can be recovered. Friends, as we fight in defense of family, faith, and freedom, let us draw on the best of the past with Hillsdale's guidance to save the greatest nation on earth. Begin learning today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Now, this uh, Dr. Seuss stuff started in a county called Loudoun County, Virginia, in the Loudoun County Public School System. I live in this county with their confiscatory property taxes, their confiscatory water taxes and sewage taxes, where they raise the pay for teachers, I'm told, around 7%. It's too bad other hosts don't have the guts to talk about this. They're so afraid of their ratings, but I'm going to jump into this. I've lived in this county for 20 years. It was a dark red county when I first moved here, which is why I moved here. No, I don't much like living around liberals. Because most of them aren't very nice people. Then they want to know your business. I would say it's really in the last six or seven years that this county has flipped from hardcore Republican to hardcore Democrat. We now have a Democrat-controlled school board. I think that's the first since I've been here. We have a Democrat-controlled board of supervisors. All happened in the last few years. We have a crazy-ass congresswoman who represents this area, as well as parts of Fairfax County and another county. And everything's going south. What do I mean? Into the toilet. Into the toilet. The Loudoun County Public Schools District in Virginia, this is from CNJ, has told its teachers to avoid a focus on books by Dr. Seuss. Today is his birthday, so it was supposed to be a big celebration of Dr. Seuss. His books are great. On Read Across America Day, what we ought to call it is Burn Books Across America Day, ladies and gentlemen. The author's birthday, indicating that books by the famous children's author have, quote, radical undertones, unquote, that are not acceptable in 2021 for, quote, culturally responsive and racially conscious, unquote, teaching. What bullcrap? Realizing that many schools continue to celebrate Read Across America Day in partial recognition of Dr. Seuss's birthday, it is important for us to be cognizant of research that may challenge our practice in this regard. What research in what regard? Said the Loudoun County Public Schools in an announcement. As we become more culturally responsive 
and racially conscious. All building leaders should know that in recent years there has been research revealing racial undertones in the books written and the illustrations drawn by Dr. Seuss, the school district said. In its guidance, quote-unquote, for educators, the district cited research that found the author's work filled with Orientalism, anti-blackness, and white supremacy. What? However, later on Facebook, the Loudoun County Public Schools District put out a message saying that Dr. Seuss's books, quote, have not been banned, no. Though it added in part that the strong racial undertones revealed in books written and illustrated by Dr. Seuss include anti-Japanese American political cartoons Uh, Gee, I thought they were talking about the New York Times with their anti-Semitic cartoons, Mr. Producer. Or maybe the Democratic Party and the comments coming out of the mouths of those slobs, may I say. Depicting African Americans for sale captioned with offensive language. It went on, we continue to encourage our young readers to read all types of books that are inclusive, diverse, and reflective of our student community. Not simply celebrate Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss and his books are no longer the emphasis of Read Across America Day in Loudoun County Public Schools. Now, National Read Across America Day is celebrated every year on March 2nd on Dr. Seuss's birthday. Theodore Seuss Ted Geisel. His children's books, more than 60, have sold in excess of 600 million copies. His classics include If I Ran the Zoo, Horton Hears a Who, If I Ran the Circus, The Cat in the Hat, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Green Eggs and Ham. Stories were the basis of numerous television specials, TV shows. We just didn't know our unconscious, subconscious, no conscious, where's conscious? We just didn't know. Now we know. Thanks for telling us. You know, my dad wrote a book for kids, Art Police. Remember that, Mr. Producer? Your son reads it. A lot of people read it. Promoting the police. Little did he know before he died how important that book would be. But he wanted children to know that they should respect the police. That the police are here to protect us and they protect us. So on the cover, there is a, there's police, a police person and a number of children. Including an African American. And you know what one of the people said attacking the book, Mr. Producer? Where are the African Americans? I said on the cover, you a-hole. Where do you think? It's a very... Uh, whatever. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin. Our number, 877 So I made a mistake. My dad's book, Our Police, has three human beings on the cover, two little kids and a female police officer who appears to be 
a Latinx, Mr. Producer. And Mr. Call Screener, who is of Puerto Rican ancestry, Richie V. We got a real mix here. Very diverse on the program. And, uh, but it was his book, Proverbs, that had four kids on the front, and the most prominent one is an African-American young, young man. I thought I would point that out. The insanity goes on right here. This is a Daily Caller report. Arizona Education Department provides equity toolkit, quote-unquote, that shows racism starts at three months. Racism starts at three months. We have allowed the black separatist movement. We have allowed the radical... I don't even know what to say. The radical sex movement. We have allowed the neo-Marxist movement. We have allowed all these intersecting, or what they call intersectionality, all of these intersecting radical elements to dictate this society, what we're going to become and what's happening. Rather than treat another human being as a human being, rather than focusing less on race and physical features and more on soul and spirit, heart and mind. We have these balkanizing elements in our society that hate the country, that want to create as much hate and jealousy towards one another as possible. And I fear they're succeeding because the American people are a good people. A good people. A great people. We send men and women off to war. Possibly to die or to lose limbs or to lose sight or hearing and so forth. Into the Middle East. To defend Muslims and Arabs. We send them into Africa, special operation forces. We send them into other parts of the world, the Far East. Of course, we fought our way through Europe. In other words, the Yank, red-blooded Americans, regardless of faith, race, or anything else. Putting their lives on the line for other people. You see, I would run our school systems quite differently. I would run our school systems quite differently. I would require funding in the budget to send the kids to at least one of the major Civil War battlefields to know what took place there. What took place there? I would send them to Independence Hall in Philadelphia. What took place there? Two things. The Declaration and the Constitution. I would send them to Boston to see what took place there. And at the surrounding areas in Boston. 
That's what I would do. We have a great history. We have a fit history of perfecting our society. Not making it perfect, I said perfecting it. We have history of trying to right wrongs. But it is a glorious history. You know how I know? You know how I know? Because unlike China, unlike Cuba, unlike Venezuela, unlike North Korea, unlike Iran, unlike all these other truly sick regimes, people can come into the United States and people can leave the United States. If the United States is as horrific as the neo-Marxists and the Democrat Party and the media and academia and entertainment and professional sports think it is, they're free to leave. Oh, it's my country too. That's not the point. If it's as bad as they say, there must be other places on earth that are much better. And yet, today, tonight as I speak, we have a border crisis. The Department of Homeland Security now estimates that we're going to have upwards of 120,000 unaccompanied minors, mostly teenagers, across the border during the first year of the Biden presidency. 120,000, breaking all records. Why would people south of the border, who are not white for the most part, want to come to such a country, want to risk their lives, want to leave their own countries, their own cultures, their own families to come to the United States. Why would they come here if our country as is as BLM says, as Antifa says, as bad as Joe Biden and the Democrat Party say, as bad as LeBron James says, or Steph Curry or everybody? Why would these people come here? Haven't they heard? Haven't they heard that capitalism is destroying the people in this country? Haven't they heard that? That the white supremacists run everything in a white-dominated society. Haven't they heard this? Aren't they aware of this? That we have such massive economic inequality. Don't they know this? Why do they come here? By the millions and millions. And I'm talking about people who aren't white. Oh, they come too. But I'm talking about the others. Why would you voluntarily risk your lives in many cases to come to a place that hates you? Because we're living a lie. What you see on TV is a lie. What you're hearing from these school systems is a lie. It's a lie, a damnable lie. What comes out of LeBron James's mouth is a lie. What comes out of Joe Biden's mouth is a lie. These are lies that come out of the media. That's why. Because when people truly are desperate, truly are suffering, truly seek freedom, they come here. They come to the United States. 
I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. This may caused me to continue this after the bottom of the hour, but we were asked a question the other night, and I take your questions very, very seriously. Exactly what is in this HR1, SR1 voting proposal that everybody's so upset about, that Pelosi's pushing hard, that the Democrats want to put in place? What's the big deal? I want to discuss this with you, because I have talked about the subject Probably a little too broadly, but now let's get into some of the details. And we'll do that with the help of our friends at the Heritage Foundation. H.R. 1 would federalize and micromanage the election process administered by the states, imposing unnecessary, unwise, worse than that, and unconstitutional mandates on the states and reversing the decentralization of the American election process which is essential to protection of our liberty and freedom. It would implement nationwide the worst changes in election rules that occurred during the 2020 election and go even further in eroding and eliminating basic security protocols that states have in place. You're not going to believe this as I get into this. So let's take a look. What would it do? Seize the authority of states to regulate voter registration and the voting process by forcing states, ready? to implement early voting, automatic voter registration, same-day voter registration, online voter registration, and no-fault absentee balloting. So there you go. Fraud up the wazoo. Right New York Times, right Washington Post, fraud up the wazoo. No advanced society votes like this. In fact, no third-world society votes like this. So you might as well abolish the vote. So they're going to disenfranchise us. That's what they're going to do. Make it easier to commit fraud and promote chaos at the polls through same-day registration, as election officials would not have time to verify the accuracy of voter registration information and the eligibility of an individual to vote, and could not anticipate the number of ballots and precinct workers that would be needed at specific polling locations. Again, Cloward and Piven... Two radical Marxist professors who wanted to bring down this society. One of them is now gone. One of them is still with us. 
Flood the field. Flood the system. Overwhelm the system. The system cracks. Then blame the system and step in and take over. What else would it do? It would hurt voter turnout through 15 days of mandated early voting. Mandated early voting. By diffusing the intensity of get-out-the-vote efforts, it would raise the cost of campaigns. Voters who vote early, of course, don't have the same information on Election Day. For instance, let me give you an example. Let's say you have early voting in New York, which you do, and all these schlubs vote for Mary, excuse me, Andrew Cuomo. And then all of a sudden it comes out, he's been molesting his staff. Too late, you already voted. Well, they want to take it back. I, I, too damn late. What else would it do? Degrade the accuracy, and this is all intentional, of registration lists by requiring states to automatically, ready, register all individuals, not citizens, all individuals from state and federal databases, such as the State Department's uh, motor vehicles, I don't know. When I'm relying on integrity, that's where I go, Mr. Producer. Corrections and welfare offices, federal agencies such as the Social Security Administration, Department of Labor, the Federal Bureau of Prisons, the CDC. This would register large numbers of ineligible voters, including aliens, and cause multiple or duplicate registrations of the same individuals and put federal agencies in charge of determining a person's domicile for voting purposes, as well as that individual's taxing state. So in other words, you're on a DMV list, right? You're on a Social Security list if you pay into Social Security. Let's say you're getting Medicare or Medicaid. You're on three lists. More. Constitute a recipe for massive voter registration fraud by hackers and cyber criminals through online voter registration, online voter registration that is not tied to an existing state record such as a driver's license. This is why the media do not want you to talk about voter fraud. Because remember, the media are not journalists. They're corrupt. They're Democrats. There is not a dime's worth of difference. There is no room between the Democrat Party and the media on any issue, on any candidate. Now listen to this. It would make it criminal, a criminal offense for a state official to reject a voter registration application even when it is rejected under color of law because the official believes the individual is ineligible to vote. So anybody who claims the right to vote is going to get the vote. Nobody's going to put themselves at criminal risk. It would also require states to allow, ready, 16- and 17-year-olds to register So when combined with a ban on voter ID and restrictions on the ability to challenge the eligibility of a voter, plus same-day registration or online registration, this would effectively ensure that underage individuals could vote with impunity. Aliens, underage individuals, multiple voting. It's as if the Democrat Party sat down, went through all the, the, uh, the integrity aspects built into the state laws, one after the other, and and then drew up a bill to get rid of all of them. Why are they doing this? Why do you think? They're tyrants. What else would it do? 
Any Democrat, you know, some of you folks live in these, these districts where you have, like this guy uh, in northern Jersey, Goshheimer, whatever his name is. He votes for $1.9 trillion. He's bought and paid for by the teachers' union. He votes for all this crap, and then he pretends he's a moderate when he goes, and, and I'm actually a moderate. Votes for impeachment twice. I, I, I'm really a moderate up here. My name is Josh, and, uh, and you, you can know me. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, I'm, I'm part of the, uh, the uh, committee to uh, get things done here. The committee for uh, Republican, Democrat, and Independent. Oh, yes, he's a liberal hack. Let me continue, shall I? The law would require states to count ballots cast by voters outside of their assigned precincts, overriding the precinct system used by almost all states that allows election officials to monitor votes. Staff polling places, provide enough ballots and prevent election fraud. So in other words, you go to the town next door and you say, Hey, I'm Ernie Gravatsky, I'm here to vote. You're not on our list. Excuse me, are you challenging me? No, 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 please don't report me. Mandate no-fault absentee ballots, which are the tool of choice for voter thieves. It would ban witness signature or notarization requirements all over the country. For absentee ballots. It would force states to accept absentee ballots received up to 10 days after the election, as long as they're postmarked by election day. Oh, wow, that'll be cool. And require states to allow vote trafficking. We call this vote harvesting. So that any third parties, including campaign staffers and political consultants, can pick up and deliver absentee ballots. See what I mean? They've gone through every single safeguard, rail guard, and have destroyed them. This is a corrupt, diabolical, evil political party, the Democrat Party. They've done enormous damage to this country. Slavery, segregation, now Marxism, now this. Am I right, New York Slimes and Washington Compost? Are you awake? Are you out there? Huh? 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 You slept through the Holocaust. I just want to make sure you're awake. Prevent election officials from checking the eligibility and qualifications of voters and removing ineligible voters. Preventing them from doing it. Preventing them. Ban state voter ID laws, period. No voter ID laws. And there's more. This is what the Democrats are voting for. Including the so-called mod, you need to kick their ass out. If you live in a Republican area and you let one of these fools in there, shame on you. They are destroying the country. We need to take the House, take the Senate, take the presidency, and put these fools back in their ideological box. I'll be right back. This is the nation's town hall meeting, and you can join in at 877-381-3811. There's one other point I wanted to mention to you just to show how Soviet-like this is, because this isn't election reform or anything of the sort. This is an effort to destroy completely, utterly, and comprehensively our electoral process. That's what it is. And you should oppose it and oppose it openly and uh, without equivocation and without apology. Because they'll obviously wrap this in race, it's what they do. 
They use black people, brown people, yellow people, and red people. They use all kinds of minorities to advance their totalitarian ideology. And that's exactly what it is. But I want you to listen to this provision. This law would establish a, quote, commission to protect democratic institutions. That sounds like something Maduro in Venezuela might set up. You know, it's like the opposite of what it actually does, but I want you to hear this. It defines democratic institutions as those that are, quote, essential to ensuring an independent judiciary, free and fair elections, and the rule of law, unquote. Oh, okay. What else? The commission will be given the authority to compel judges to testify and justify their legal decisions, compel judges, I guess with subpoenas, to testify and justify their legal decisions in the courtroom, threatening their independent judgment and subjecting them to political pressure and harassment. So in other words, you go to a federal judge, maybe a state judge, you challenge the authority of the bill, or you challenge something that took place in the election, and this commission has the authority to yank that judge in front of the commission and demand answers from the judge. Oh, and it does one other thing. Listen to this. Listen to the fascism behind what the Democrats are doing. Fascism. Got that New York Times and Washington Post? You know how to spell it? Well, spell it. You bastards sit there, you let this happen because you're partisan hacks when you should be doing headline after headline condemning this? They would limit access to federal courts for anyone challenging this law. In other words, they would deny you due process. They would limit access to federal courts for anyone challenging this law. The bill would prohibit the filing of any lawsuits challenging the constitutionality of H.R. 1 anywhere except in the District Court for the District of Columbia because they are loaded with Democrat judges and would allow the court to order all plaintiffs and interveners all over the country, all 50 states, regardless of their number, to file joint papers or to be represented by a single attorney at oral argument severely limiting the legal representation and due process rights of the challengers. You see, they know what they do legally. They cherry-pick, forum shop, courtrooms, judges, and maybe they'll bring 25 cases in 25 different judicial districts of the country. And maybe they'll lose 20 of them, but they'll win five of them. And then they'll get one knucklehead on the court, in black robes, so he must be your honor, to issue a nationwide injunction. Well, they do not want their tactics used against them. That's why they put this in here. This is a vile, cancerous effort to destroy the electorate and to destroy the franchise. And yes, they will abuse minorities, they will use their names in order to advance this cause for the left. For the left. Now you know what's in this bill. And I want to strongly encourage you to call your member of the Senate. 
because this is going to go through the House. I want you to call your senator. I don't care if they're a Democrat or a Republican. I want you to do it civilly and politely and make it abundantly clear that if they vote for anything like this, that you will not only vote against them, you will campaign against them. You will donate money to stop them. Because this has nothing to do with the the title of the bill for the People Act of 2021. This is the Destroy America Act. That's all it is. It is a power grab for the Democrat Party. And if we don't stand up to this, we don't stand up to anything. We have no hope. This would take the state legislatures out of the picture completely. In fact, this would eliminate the involvement of the states, period. This turns on its head the entire operation of the federal vis-a-vis state governments, the entire purpose for our constitutional order, the entire purpose for a constitution. The constitution doesn't give the federal government plenary power. If it has a foothold in a particular issue, therefore it can take over the entire issue. That's not what it says. In fact, if you read the Constitution, it goes on and on about the specific powers of this branch or that branch, and then leaves the rest of the powers to the states and the people. Well, guess what? The Democrats don't want to leave power to the states and the people. The Democrats do not care about this country. They care about their party. I'm not talking about rank-and-file Democrats, unless, of course, you vote for them, then you're joining in. But clearly, the leadership of the Democrat Party, its functionaries, its surrogates, its media fronts, all of them, they don't give a flying crap about this country, its history, its purpose, its principles. They're living high off the hog, high off of what you produce, off of your labor. They produce nothing. Bernie Sanders hasn't produced a damn thing in his life. Neither has Joe Biden. Neither have the newsrooms across this country. They don't give a crap about this country. It's all about power, power politics and the Democrat Party. This will ensure the Democrat Party runs the country forever. Forever. And there'll be no ability to push back. None. None. This is a grave threat to the republic. I want those of you who have House members who are Democrats, who campaign in your communities and tell you they're moderates, you know, they really don't agree with the radicalism of, uh, of Ayach and Omar and Talib and Presley and Pelosi, put them to the test. They just... All but two voted for the $2 trillion boondoggle. They voted to impeach President Trump twice. And they're going to vote for this H.R. 1. These are moderates. These are radical crackpots who lie to you to get your vote. In these marginally Republican districts, they lie to you to get these votes. We have to take this very, very seriously. There's only so many ways we can influence this government. And those ways are receding. 
as they draw more and more power into the central government. This is one of the reasons why when Joe Biden signs executive orders violating the Constitution's separation of powers, he's also making it impossible for you to have any say in your government. You can call your member of the House, you can call your senator, doesn't matter. Joe Biden just signing an executive order. Doesn't matter. The bureaucracy is going to regulate. The bureaucracy is immune from the popular will of the people. And so are executive orders. There's a legislative process where the people are supposed to know what's going on at the front end, how it works through the process, so we can have an, an impact. We can have input. We have no impact. We have no input. They're denying us our government. They're denying us our republic. And then when things are required to go through the treaty clause where they need 67 votes of the senators present, or two-thirds of the senators present, I should say, in the, uh, in the Senate, what do they do? They go around the Senate and they do the Iran deal. They go around the Senate and they do the Paris Agreement. They require treaties. As much as the Kyoto Treaty Agreement required a treaty, they couldn't get it. But because they know they're not going to get the votes. Because they know once these issues are understood by the American people. No thanks to the media. But once the American people understand it, the American people reject Marxism. They reject selling out their sovereignty. They reject the inability to affect these governmental decisions when they're made in other capitals, foreign capitals, or their own capital for that matter. Joe Biden never ran on an open border. He lied. Joe Biden never ran that he would shut down oil pipelines. He lied. Joe Biden never ran on destroying girls' high school sports. He lied. Unbelievable. And just to show you how the media are, they not only cover this all up, they don't dig into any of it. Let me ask you a question. It's a footnote, but it's important. If Donald Trump's son, Don Jr., or Eric, were under active criminal investigation, wouldn't there be leaks by now, Mr. Producer? Wouldn't we be reading about it in the newspaper, connecting the dots? Secrets, sealed indictments, all kinds of speculation out there. Oh, my God, it might, it might lead all the way up to the President of the United States. This might be his downfall. Oh, yes, maybe he'll have to be subpoenaed to testify. What will he do? Nothing. Not a word. We have no idea. Isn't that fascinating? Nothing. Silence. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. 
Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. All right, let us go to Tracy Boston, XM Satellite. Go right ahead, Tracy. Hi, Mark. It's an honor to speak with you. Thank um, you. I've been a fan since the uh, F. Lee Levin days with Rush. Um, oh, yeah. And yep. I've been enjoying your, um, your stories about Rush, um, what a, a great loss it was for mm-hmm. for all of us. Um, but I wanted to talk – there's so many things I could comment on tonight, but I wanted to talk about – what you opened the show with um, and the Johnson & Johnson uh, collaboration with Merck and, and the Biden administration taking credit for that. Um, mm-hmm. And I work in the pharmaceutical industry, but I'm, you know, I'm no expert, but just, you know, what I've seen, I work on the commercial side, but in, in the industry over 25 years, I can attest that, you know, these agreements happen all the time in manufacturing and marketing and um, co-promotion and co-production. Are you like, telling me they don't need Joe Biden to tell them to do this stuff? This goes on all the time. Yeah, and to further, further corroborate that, um, corroborate that, I could tell you that on Johnson and Johnson's website today on their media page, they have two paragraphs. They have a Johnson and Johnson statement on collaboration with Merck, and it's just um, eight 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 lines here. But it says that we are pleased to collaborate with Merck as part of our global network to manufacture our COVID nineteen vaccine. Merck has a long history of vaccine expertise, and we expect this manufacturing arrangement will enhance our production capacity so that we can supply beyond our current commitments. Since January of 2020, January of 2020, uh, we have been working directly with governments, health authorities, and other companies to help end this pandemic. Merck is the ninth manufacturer to join our global network, um, and so on and so forth. But you so can- we only have 30 seconds. So. Johnson & Johnson's been working with multiple companies, multiple countries, before Joe Biden was even president of the United States, you're telling me. Since 2020, January, over a year ago. Over a year ago. And he steps up there and takes credit for what this company and these people are doing. It is a disgrace. It is a horrible disgrace. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. 
Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, Mr. Producer, but you know, I like to say and communicate with my audience what I think my audience needs to know. I don't know if this is newsmaking or not. I haven't even discussed it with you, I don't believe. As you folks know, Rush Limbaugh and I were very, very close friends for over a quarter of a century. And he used to call me F. Lee Levin. It was such an honor to know him as I did, and an honor to know his brother David the way I do. What a fantastic family. I honestly don't know Catherine, although I attended their wedding. But I had a very, very close association with Rush. So I'm just going to tell you this because people keep asking me. I have no intention of moving from this time slot. None. Period. This is the time slot that I've built up over the last 20 years. This is the time slot I like. We have arrangements outside of Cumulus Westwood One with major broadcast competitors, including iHeartRadio and Intercom and Salem and so many other wonderful, wonderful, wonderful broadcast companies. So we will continue to do what I do here. And I wanted to reassure you and let you know that. Nobody's passed over me. Nobody's done anything like that. There are no rumors. There is no gossip because nothing's happened other than my telling you what I'm going to do. And even the people in power don't know what I was going to tell you. So that's my plan. Same day, same time, same place. And I very much enjoy this time slot. You know, when I started in radio, and I'm the green one. You know, Rush has been in radio forever. Sean came sometime after him, and I came sometime after him. When I, when I came into radio, there wasn't a lot of real estate left. On Eastern time, Rush was noon to three. Sean was three to six. I said, all right, let me give a, give a whack at six to nine. And I was warned, well, that never works that time slot. I said, why? Well, because on the East Coast, people are eating dinner. They got all kinds of stuff going on. They're worn out. Maybe they want to watch some TV. I said, perfect. Then that's the time slot I want. Besides, on the West Coast, it's 3 to 6 p.m. It's the same with Fox. When I had a wonderful meeting with the executives at Fox several years ago at their request, and they asked me to do a show, I told them the kind of show I wanted to do, and I also told them I'd like to do it on Sunday. I'd like to do it very late Sunday because people don't think that time slot can work. And so my time slot originally was, remember, Mr. Producer, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Well, because of you, you're so fantastic, you're so loyal, you're so curious, and you want to learn. And That became the biggest time slot on primetime cable on Sunday night. Now it's 8 p.m. because they moved me up to 8 p.m. But I, uh, 
there were occasions in my radio career when I was asked to up, go up against Sean or go up against Rush, and I was smart enough to put a provision in my contract that said they can't make me go against my friends without my permission. And of course, they wouldn't ask me because they know they would never get my permission. On WABC in New York, for many, many years, the lineup from noon to 9 p.m. was Limbaugh, Hannity, Levin. And as a matter of fact, that was the lineup on many, many stations across America. Then changes came to radio broadcasting, to the corporations involved in or whatever. And there was a bit of a uh, divergence. But never with my show or Sean's show or Rush's show. I've not only had the support of now Westwood One, we've always had the support of iHeart and Intercom and Salem and again, all the other magnificent companies out there, and there are many that run this program. And I feel I have an obligation to my radio affiliates to do what I'm doing. Not to create great dislocation. It's hard enough that we lost the king of radio. From noon to three. So I don't feel like we should be jerking around the schedule that much. That's my opinion. That's what I'm communicating here over the airwaves. And this is where I belong. Does that make sense, Mr. Producer? So I want you to be aware of it. No matter what, any inferences are drawn by people who don't know anything. There's no inferences to be drawn. I just stated what I'm doing with myself. It was always what I was going to do with myself. I never gave it a second thought. And I believe Rush would want it that way. All right. Back to this. Ben Williamson, who I understand at one point worked for Mark Meadows and so forth, did a very interesting tweet. He said, Congress authorized $68 billion for schools last year, and only $5 billion has been spent. $63 billion just sitting there. Now they demand another $129 billion, which is almost $200 billion collectively, when Biden's own press secretary admits none of it would be used until 2022. About as clear-cut a political hostage-taking as you'll ever see. They were given $68 billion, they've spent 5 Now they want another $129 billion that won't even be spent this year. Now that's enough. Enough of the BS. Enough of ruining our children. That's enough. Enough of this crap with Dr. Seuss and all the rest of it. We've allowed the crackpots, the racists, the sex baiters, the radical leftists, the unions, to take over our classrooms. Those are our children. Those are our precious flesh and blood. That's the future of the country. They're trying to indoctrinate them. You got the 1619 Project coming out of the New York Times, trying to destroy this country now, and now they've reached into our classrooms, into our elementary schools. That's enough. 
And I'm glad that some in the media have finally figured out the strength of the teachers' union. You know, when I used to be president of Landmark Legal Foundation, and even now the great Landmark Legal Foundation under their president, Pete Hutchison, we fought these teachers' union. We fought the National Education Association, the American Federation of Teachers. We fought them tooth and nail, nose to nose, eyeball to eyeball. They hated our guts. And look how the politicians roll over for them, scared to death, to the extent that they're willing to destroy the minds and the future of your little babies. Does the left really care about children? They push abortion on demand. They're now, have kept our schools closed. When the kids get there, they're being brainwashed with all kinds of filth, filth about sex and genitalia and bigotry and racism we've lost control of our local schools because your school board has no guts the union overpowers them and the superintendent and the administrators not all but too many absolutely suck you better start showing up at these board meetings or you're going to lose your children You better start showing up at the budget meetings. You need to make demands. You're bigger than the teachers' union. You're the parents. Those schools exist for you, not the employees, not the radical agendas. You need to demand that the Dr. Seuss books be put back. That's what you need to demand. You need to demand that they teach them substantive information. You need to demand that they remove the 1619 project. That's what you need to do. I'm going to go out, maybe online, but go out this weekend and buy Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, Mr. Producer, and I'm going to give it to my grandkids. I'm going to make sure they have a full complement of Dr. Seuss books. You cannot be intimidated by these people, folks. You need to push back. You need to go on Amazon if that's where you go. The Dr. Seuss books need to go to the top of the list of bestsellers. You need to show. You need to show these bastards that you're not going to buckle to this. They project onto everything, whatever they want. Walking around with chips on their shoulder or some ideological agenda. Those are your kids. Green eggs and ham? Green eggs and ham? Are you kidding me? The Muppets? If you would have told me Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head would become controversial, I would have thought you lost your marbles. But you haven't. They have. So do the opposite of what they tell you to do. The absolute opposite. And you... Mark, what can we do? Well, you can organize school, at school board meetings to bring several hundred parents every single time till these issues get resolved. Hundreds of parents. Hundreds of parents. And bring a few hundred taxpayers who don't have children in the school system with you as well. That's what you need to do. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Hey, 
AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. So Mitch McConnell, he won his election back in November, as you know, so he's very cocky now. He's very, very cocky. And I want the people of Kentucky to know, well, let's listen to what he has to say. Then I want to ask the people of Kentucky a question. Cut 19, go. Former President Trump this weekend took a lot of credit for your re-election speech at CPAC. I was wondering if you could respond to his comments there and also... How do you think his endorsement might impact 2022, especially if he endorses against one of your uh, senators like Lisa Murkowski? Yeah, well, I, I want to thank him for the 15-point margin I had in 2014 as well. Really? So it's just a cakewalk for you, huh? Well, all of you folks that were hearing his request, no, begging for campaign contributions, begging you for campaign contributions, that he was in a tight race, that he needed your help, that... He was being outspent, that they were throwing everything they had at him, and they were running commercials, and they weren't true, and he needed the money to fight back. Now you know he's a fraud. You hear him snickering? Yeah, I want to thank him for the uh, uh, 15-point mark when I had a public 14 Well, then why did you shake down your constituents, your citizenry, for money? If this was a cakewalk for you, McConnell... This is a very, I, I, I have no use for this man, none, none whatsoever. He starts the fight with Trump, he says the most disgusting things about him, he wants him criminally pursued, and then he's offended. I think somebody needs to look into the arrangements that Peter Schweitzer's talked about on this show now twice, maybe three times, between the communist regime in China and the freight shipping that his family's involved in. Somebody needs to look at that, don't you think, folks? I think so. Then you have this reprobate, Adam Kingsinger. Adam Kingsinger is only welcome now on CNN and MSNBC. So now, in addition to attacking Donald Trump, he's now attacking the entire conservative movement, CPAC. He's now attacking all conservatives, young and old, who went to the Conservative Political Action Committee event over the weekend. And so he's a useful idiot. That's why CNN and MSNBC invite him, and that's why he goes. He's now appearing more than uh, the porn actress and her lawyer. He's there all the time. If he's defeated, I guarantee you he'll be a contributor right there with Kasich. 
Because they have the, the feel for the Republican Party, don't you know? No, they're stooges. They're stooges. Allison Camerata, one of the dumbest people in media, but she's only one of them because there's so many. Cut 20, go. When you hear the applause and you hear the enthusiasm of the crowd there, the base, the Republican base at CPAC, do you ever worry that you're the outsider, that you're not where the party is? Yeah, that is a worry. It's not a worry because I'm, you know, worried about my future and, oh, heavens, I might lose an election. All right, stop. So, again, the people who have voted for Kingsinger, look how he blows you off, just like McConnell. Not worried about losing my election. I'm a shoo-in. They tried to beat me before. I'll beat them again. What's the problem? I'm not worried about my, my representation of the citizens in my district. No, 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 no. Why would I worry about that? I'm not going to lose. I mean, I might, but I'm not. Go ahead. Because if that is where the party fully is, and CPAC's usually, it's kind of a little different of a group. It may not be this year, but um, if that's where the party is, the party's in real trouble. Because what that's showing is you had 17 people between the House and Senate that said that an insurrection on the Capitol was impeachable. Let's stop right there. There wasn't an insurrection on the Capitol, you idiot. Do you even know what an insurrection is? Did you call the attack on the White House an insurrection, on the federal courthouse in Portland an insurrection? Of course not. You know now about all the pre-planning. You know now that the President of the United States recommended that they have 10,000 National Guardsmen there. You're a liar, like Liz Cheney. That's why you need to be removed and defeated. And that's why she does too. It's one thing to have a disagreement, but you're liars. You're flat-out liars. Go ahead. And even if you didn't believe it, but you thought it was bad, that's one thing. But what they seem to be doing there is saying that we were completely wrong for actually defending the Constitution. You didn't defend the Constitution. How did you defend the Constitution? What did you do to defend the Constitution? Were you in Pennsylvania and Georgia, Michigan or Wisconsin? Were you arguing any of the cases or defending the lawyers who were arguing the cases that were making the point that the governor and the state courts don't have the power to change the election laws? You say you stand for the Constitution. Do you even know what the Constitution says? No, you're a dimwit. Go ahead. I would be worried is not so much on what it means for me. I mean, if if, I think you're not worried about what it means for you. Why do you keep talking about yourself and the fact that your family's attacking you? Sounds to me like you're an egomaniac and a narcissist. I could be wrong, but I suspect I'm right. When will your next appearance be on CNN or MSNBC? Hmm? Maybe you'll be on Stephen Colbert next. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America, now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. 
And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. If you're trying to reach Mark on the air, call him at 877-381-3811. The Mark Levin Radio Show continues. You know what's so sad about this Dr. Seuss matter? There are many things that are sad about it, but the man who wrote these books, his name is tarnished because of a couple of buffoons that dragged him into their critical race theory attack machine. This is a man who spoke out for civil rights. This is a man who wrote about civil rights. This is a man who was celebrated by, and his books were celebrated by, Barack Melhouse Benito Obama and Mrs. Barack Melhouse Benito Obama. Now all of a sudden, he's some kind of a bigot, and his books are projecting some kind of racism. What's happening in this country that's coming out of our universities and colleges, that's coming out of our law schools, that's coming out of big tech and our media, is unconscionable. Absolutely unconscionable. Now the family of this man has to figure out how to defend him and to protect his reputation. He's long gone now. All the happiness he brought to little kids, all the fun, and just because a school district in Loudoun County, Virginia, and others issue a declaration from one or another kook, from one or another kook. All those decades of work, all those decades of building a reputation, all those decades of supporting civil rights and civil liberties, all those decades of this man being celebrated, all of a sudden in one day, poof, it disappears. Now he's part of the white dominant culture. And obviously, to draw the way he drew and to say what he said, he must have had an unconscious problem with race. I'm telling you to go on Amazon tonight, grandparents and parents alike, if you don't have any of these wonderful books, books of the imagination, books that teach kids Not what to think, but how to think. How to imagine. 600 million copies sold. If you don't have any for your kids or grandkids, or you don't have some of them, fill the gaps now. Fill the gaps now. There's nothing wrong with these books. There's nothing wrong with these books. There will come a time... When these same fools who are paid a fortune to be ignorant and to spread their ignorance through school systems. When they tell you that the Bible is racist. That the Bible is sexist. Because in the end, they want to push their ignorance 
their narcissism and their self-righteousness onto society. They want to control you. They want to control how you think and what you read. For years, I've been calling them the modern-day book burners. Well, they really are. Look at the books they're burning, effectively. And the publishers say nothing. And the newspaper companies say nothing. And big tech says nothing because they're involved in it. They're participating in it. You know, the only group of people who are actually defending liberty and free speech and freedom of association, even the kind of association and speech that they disagree with is us, the conservatives, the constitutionalists. We're the only ones. We're the only ones. We've got members of Congress trying to deplatform cable networks that they disagree with. It's shocking. We've got a phony election bill here that has as its purpose to essentially end free elections in this country. To end free elections in this country by creating anarchy at the ballot box. Let's talk to Brandon in Reston, Virginia. Brandon on WMAL, how are you, sir? I'm fine, Mark. Uh, how's it going? And thank you for the information on HR1. Yes. It was spectacular. Uh, You're in welcome. In connection with that, I wanted to, to say that in 2005, I'm sure you're aware of this, there was a commission that issued a recommendation. The a, Carter a Baker Commission. Correct. And it seems like if. And Congress, you know what they said? Well, they said no to mail in voting. Voting. Said no to mail in voting. Exactly. They said. And you know what else is interesting, if I could interrupt you briefly? They said no to mail in voting, as most of Europe has after trying it. And this Dominion, or whatever that company's called, they're not suing NBC, they're not suing PBS, <coughs> excuse me. They're not suing CBS. They're not suing any members of Congress who accuse them of various forms of, uh, of incompetence and so forth. Leading up to the election, these machines were under attack. They were under heavy attack from the Democrats, from the Democrat media. Heavy attack. And now, of course, you're a conspiracy nut if you say anything. That said, I noticed they're not suing any Democrats. They're not suing any media outlets on the left. And I just find that odd. I find it very odd. And I remember the Democrats going on and on, as you do, about the post office, that the post office is being intentionally defunded. Look at all the conspiracy theories and fraud allegations, even before the election, the Democrats were putting out. About the post office, mailboxes missing overnight, that's what they were saying. Being removed by the Trump administration, particularly minority areas, to prevent minority voting. You never heard a word about it after the election. Apparently that wasn't taking place. And then the boarding up of cities, just in case Trump won. We had to protect our businesses, because Antifa and Black Lives Matter, which apparently FBI Director Ray isn't all that worked up about, they were going to riot, they were going to burn, they were going to attack, because they are and were exactly what I said. A paramilitary wing of the Democrat Party. Now, they're bigger than that. They're bigger than that. They'll roll the Democrat Party if they have to. They attack everything. 
But clearly in this instance, when they endorsed Biden, two of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter essentially did that. Anybody but Trump, well, we know who that means. And so then the plywood came down. There weren't any riots. And now they say, don't you dare question what happened in these four states when it comes to even the constitutional violations that are right in front of your face. You can't miss them. Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, Arizona. There's no doubt that the laws were changed by bodies that didn't have the constitutional authority to change them. Period. Right Washington Post, right New York Times. Nobody's ever challenged me on this, ever, in any effective way. And so, we have the Carter-Baker Commission, you're exactly right, that warned against mail-in voting. But the Democrats want chaos. They want anarchy. They want Cloward and Piven. They want to be able to say, this is a mess that they created, so we need the federal government to step in, and we need to do this. So the very people who burned down the building are not telling us how to rebuild it. Go ahead. The other thing I wanted to mention, it was really, this is really funny. These are the same folks that look to Mandela and South Africa as to how they ran their election. And if you recall, in South Africa, there was this policy. You, if, you don't, if you don't have a voter ID, you couldn't vote. Mm-hmm. Where is that right now? I don't hear them say, say anything about they that. They would ban voter ID. Ban it. Now, why would you ban it? Well, it's racist. No, it's not. Then everything about the federal government's racist. You can't get in a federal building without an ID. You can't get a six-pack of beer without an ID. You can't get cigarettes without an ID. You can't get on an airplane without an ID. And now you can't get on a train without an ID. You can't get a mortgage without an ID. You can't get a line of credit without an ID. You can't buy a car without an ID. But when it comes to voting, it's racist because apparently... Certain communities don't have IDs. This is such a lie. Yeah, and it, it's, it's like, it, I mean... Well, it, let me say this. May I say this? If you don't have an ID, get off your ass and get one. Exactly right. Then you can vote. What's the problem? I mean, if you want to go, if you want to go into the Democratic National Convention, you've got to show an ID. What, what's up with that? Why don't exactly. they just walk in? All right, my friend, you take care of yourself. I'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. 
That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Maybe uh, I should take Scarborough's slot, and I'll actually get some ratings over there, Mr. Producer. You wouldn't catch me dead working for that network. Not that they would ask, don't get me wrong. Let's go to the call, shall we? Tampa, Florida, where you really do have to listen to satellite radio mostly to hear us. XM Satellite, our wonderful satellite affiliate or sponsor, Biden's lax approach. Zeke, how are you? Well, good evening, Mark. I want to thank you for taking my call again. Yes, sir. Uh, I kind of got a heavy heart tonight because of the loss of life down there in California this morning. And, yep. you know, they was quick to attribute President Trump for the uh, COVID deaths and stuff from the Chinese virus. But I would think, or I would submit to you, that these deaths in Southern California this morning... Let me just say, you're talking about the van head-on crash into a 18-wheeler. It was filled with aliens, 13 of whom were killed on the spot. 20, 25 people in, in a Ford excursion. Mark, That's unbelievable. in a Ford excursion. Well, you're right. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead. I personally believe, and I submit to you, that the open borders policies of President Biden and the Democrats has led to this type of death. And these Mm -hmm. people need to be held accountable because they call them coyotes. That's their euphemism. No, they're human traffickers. They're exploiting these uh, minority people and these immigrants. And they're causing their deaths now. As well it as- is well put. And all these kids, teenagers, coming across the border now, so many of them are being physically molested. You're encouraging people to, to participate in, the, in, this, uh, in this unruly process that's going on here. You're exactly right. There's nothing compassionate about this. There's nothing humane about this. This is cynical, absolutely cynical, and it's harming people. I'm they're with you. Dying now, Mark, and there's no accountability. Mm-mm. Thank you for taking my call. Number and good five, call, Zeke. Thank you. Fernando, Bakersfield, California, the great KNZR. How are you? Mark, a pleasure to uh, be here in your show. And uh, thank you for taking my call, Mark. It's an thank honor. Thank you, Fernando. Um, I, I really admire everything you do and you say. And, uh, Read a couple of books. Too bad I can't read, read them all. I just uh, check them out out of my local uh, <laughs> library. You. But uh, I'm, I'm the sole breadwinner of my family, so I can I would wish I can buy all your books. But um, anyway, I'll tell you what, um, Mr. Producer, make sure you get his address. Don't forget. Go ahead. Uh, Mark, Don't hang up when you're done. Do not hang up. Go ahead. I won't, Mr. Levin. Um, it's just an outrage. Uh, you know this uh, the book nonsense and. Uh, I'm, I'm really thinking of uh, uh, just homeschooling my, my my kids because this is this is going too crazy, too far, and I'm 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 really like uh, it, it's it's uh, nonsense. Um, uh, all that we're seeing, the cancel culture, that you know, you can't even say nothing. It's racist, and mm-hmm. and so I, I just want to get your input as far as uh, what what's your take on homeschooling. I mean, well, I'm all for um, it. Be- you got to determine that for yourself. Uh, but I'm all for it. I think you're going to see a massive growth of the homeschooling movement, uh, and homeschool parents get together so the kids can socialize in, in many communities, so they can play sports with each other. 
so they can interact socially with each other. There's a many, many ways to do this. There are homeschooling associations that you might want to contact. There's also alternative schooling out there. You know, uh, one of the things is it's not, it's not just this stuff, which is bad enough. But they're teaching them about sex and genitalia and uh, some people do this and some people do that and that's not wrong. So they're taking, they're taking out of the hands of parents the decision making on what they're going to expose their children to. The decision making about their own moral and, and faith beliefs. They're pushing this whole secular hard left agenda into the schools. It's there right now. Now it's all topped off with the 1619 project, so your kids are taught to hate America. It is very, very tough. It is quite different than when my kids were in elementary school. There's no, and it's not that long ago. That's right. And, uh, you know, I've been teaching my – I think I can do a better job because, uh, you know, we bring faith in our dinner table. And then uh, when yes. we go out and play, uh, you know, people might think this is uh, uh, probably funny in a way. But when we're out there playing on Saturdays, just playing catch, me and the kids – you know what we do? I have an American flag, and we take our hats, and we, before we play the game, we say the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, you know what, Fernando? I really like you. You give your address to Mr. Producer. Don't hang up yet, and I want to salute you and thank you. And maybe we can get some of our faith organizations to create more schools. I think that would be a wonderful thing. Ladies and gentlemen, I salute you all. Thank you and all our heroes. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.